What up, everybody? What up, everybody? Welcome Dirt. back. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the FML Way Too Real podcast. We're coming to you live from twitch.tv slash FML Gaming TTV. This is episode 16. 16. We, 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 um, we in our little, uh, rebellious teenage phase right now. You know, I I want to, I don't want to go to sleep. Mm, no. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> You can uh you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor FM. We post it usually twenty four hours after the um uh live session that we have. Um, so make sure you follow our socials on uh Twitter at fml underscore real to get that notification when the audio version goes up. Um, and then also check out our other content on YouTube. Uh, that is f dot m dot l gaming on YouTube. Uh, we posted like two videos a new video actually coming out tomorrow that's scheduled for tomorrow so um yeah make sure you guys are keeping up with all of that um anyways uh oh yeah before i get into the the check-in let's um shout out some of our supporters so wolverine um supporter of the week you know dropping thousand biddies we got a couple follows this week from some great people uh shout out easy taylor swift i think um, yeah, whooping our ass in DBZ. Yep, and and uh, as as usual, we we shout out. Uh, I think Sam Stone as well, official Sam Stone and uh, Sirac Obama, just to name a few people who really be out here supporting us. If you want to support us, you know, we we love it for you guys to share the podcast or share share our streams. That's as much as we can ask for. Uh, the biddies for booties is also <laughs> an option, but you know, it's not something that we. We push most people to do. Um, it's always appreciated. Never required. Never required. No experience. <laughs> um, but yeah, before we get into the meat of the gang, uh, let's uh, see how we doing, fellas. How's everybody doing? Um, yeah, I, 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 I already know. Yeah, I already knew Miles. Miles said, "Same deal with me, bro. Same deal." Same. Uh, Rin did something this morning Same. that I thought he might want to share. Yeah, go ahead, Rin. Talk about your uh, day. Yeah, we ran a 5K today, you know, some light, you know, none too crazy. Um, Definitely my first 5K ever, and I ain't going to lie to you. Um, It was like a – it was nice. It was, it was nice. Like, we we all pulled up, uh, me and my brother, Corey, Brooke, um, and we just, you know, <laughs> ran our asses off. and. Me and Marlonzo, like, we didn't really speak at all during the race or during the run. But, like, we kept each other's pace the entire time. So, like, I was running next to my brother. I'll give him a look. He'd give me a look. Both of our earphones playing. Just a nod. And we kept it pushing. Um, And I was really proud of myself because I, like, always remember, like, running with Marlonzo. I'd get left in the dust um but today i i kept pace with them and if anything i was setting the pace um and that was a really like really really good experience um we uh fucking we so we made it to the end of the finish or the end of the the 5k and i was running a little by myself you know and then i look ahead and malonzo's waiting for me right before the finish line and we we ran in full speed together, and then I <laughs> we made it to the end. A nigga broke down and started crying and shit. You know, like I I had like a, a very emotional experience. Um, 
I was like, I was just proud of myself because, you know, like a couple of years ago, your boy was down bad, um, a little heavy, uh, but worked out thanks to Miles and Brooke, like helping me get to the gym and like having like some gym motivation, gym buddies, lost some weight. And then fucking now we're here running 5Ks and shit. If you told me I was going to run a 5K like last year, I would have looked at you crazy. But here we are. So I had a good little day today. I'm tired of shit, but I'm not like uh, exhausted or anything. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I, my I, have, day. I have not run a 5K since Upper Bound ran. <laughs> I was thinking about that earlier today. I was like, Fake could do this. <laughs> yeah, 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 do yeah. This. Uh, it, was it was it just like flat? It was at Santa Monica, um, right? So was it just yeah? Flat, it was in Santa Monica. There was like slight uphills, but nothing too crazy. It wasn't like we weren't running like uh like up the pier or anything like that. Okay, okay, yeah, because so rem- it was light. It wasn't like anything. Yeah, I remember the upward bound uh five k that we did, bro. That hill coming mm-hmm. up, coming up that hill because that that whole entire campus is hills basically. It's like built on one weird awkward hill. So you'd be coming yeah. up a hill. And then you'd be flat and then go straight down again. And then you you'd do this like weird staircase down. It was just so weird. And um, yeah, Playa del Rey is basically a big ass hill. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I definitely want to try a 5K again. Um, I think I can do it. I'm just not a long distance type of runner guy. Like I could definitely physically be able to do it. It's just like, I don't know if like my my athleticism is like up to where i want it to be where i'm like making good times like i would want to make a really good time like something like uh what's a good time probably like 15 or maybe closer to like 10 right 10 for a 5k 5K? if you're running a if you're if you finish a 5k in 15 minutes that means you have a three minute mile then probably 20 huh no, no, that's completely no. wrong. A five minute it, mile. Five K is like what three, three, like just over three miles. Yeah, mm-hmm. three point one. So an eight minute mile time will put you at twenty four. Yeah, yeah. So that's keeping a pace of twelve minutes. Yeah, yeah. I finished in um thirty minutes. Um, that was my official time. That's good. Um, but I was also keeping like a really steady pace, like. Normally at the gym, I'm running. I'm running on a six. That's going to be a ten minute mile every time. Mm-hmm. And I was literally just muscle memory, just jogging. My first mile was uh nine minutes and twenty seconds, mm-hmm. and the rest was like slight incline. But since I kept that steady pace, I was just I was chilling. Yeah, I I always like getting into the the runner's high. Like that moment, once I get into my runner's high, like. It, like nothing feels real like i just keep going and um i want to know how to be able to trigger that more because i can only seem to trigger it really uh when i'm listening to one song which is uh off of metro booming um yeah and you know what album i was listening to on that on the the 5k bruh tell me not all heroes wear capes exactly like <laughs> it is the best album Metro Boomin makes some crazy ass hits. If you guys are looking for music recommendations uh, for pumping you up at the gym, Metro Boomin, all of his collab albums, 
really good. They really get you in the mood, and they have this very nice pace to them. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like, you can really uh, match your stride to those beats. They're not, like, too fast or too slow. Um, at least, personally, for me, I've been able to match my stride to it, and then, like, I get into a runner's high as soon as, like, I hit that one song, and I'm like, ah. ah yeah. Ah. I, I, I use um, music, because Vish was telling me earlier, like, running to music sometimes distracts her because she is focusing on the tempo of the music Mm -hmm. um with her stride Mm -hmm. but when i listen to music i use it as timing instead of like my my running tempo because i match my running tempo with my breathing Mm -hmm. but if i um if i'm listening to a song i know this song's about 20 or this song's about five minutes or three minutes so if i listen to three of these songs it's going to be nine minutes and i'm almost a mile after three songs and yeah i just use it for timing instead of uh my tempo mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's what i feel when i listen to music it's strictly just to keep track of time yeah i'd be doing the exact opposite it's for my tempo sometimes but <laughs> either way um besides the besides the 5k um i didn't really do much this weekend i just painted a room not not my room my room is recently painted so this is the new color of my room y'all um it is oh shit it is a like it's not a dark gray it looks dark right now because obviously it's not that much light coming in but it's a i would say uh think of a bluish gray but like not so much blue a little bit more gray than blue um so i like it because it actually gives my room a little bit more depth than before because it was just all white now it's like gray white and then kind of like the floor is the floor is kind of like a lightish lightish oak color so yeah gives my room a little bit of battleship gray yeah exactly that um gonna be sinking some ships up in here um yeah other than that just painting rooms trying to get things uh cleaned up and yeah um hiring as hell um anybody tell you to do it yourself don't do it yourself pay someone to do it well man diy diy means like you're ready (laughs) you're ready to go through like some extraneous pain for the results so the the convenience fee is very convenient yes very remember that very convenient Mm -hmm. um but there's like there's 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 people who paint you know, like you can mm-hmm. do it yourself and that's what like what you want to do, but like there's people who actually paint. And it's not just about like getting paint, throwing mm-hmm. it on the wall. Like you gotta do it right. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna do it yourself, you gotta put the time in, you gotta put the money in, mm-hmm. um, and the patience to do it right the first time, or you can just pay someone else to do it, you know. So it just depends on like what your level of uh effort is. I don't yeah. know if I would paint an entire room by myself. It just seems like a lot. Because if I do it by myself and fuck it up, I'm gonna be mad. And then I'm gonna pay someone to come and fix it for me. And at that point, she just yeah. got something the first time. Yeah, and that's just gonna be more expensive than just getting yeah. someone to do it right the first time. Because you gotta yeah. rebuy the paint, and you gotta rebuy the supplies, mm-hmm. and then have them do everything. Mm-hmm. A lot of shit. I've seen people who do like DIY, like people who are on Pinterest who do the DIY Pinterest stuff. They do that. Thing. Yeah, that's they don't do that's not a one and done. They didn't do that over the weekend and then never do it again. Like the Pinterest DIY stuff is a lifestyle for sure. Mm-hmm. so if you're not part of the lifestyle you know like, you might as well just keep it at arm's reach you know look at pictures look at the things that you want to do and get inspired and then pay someone else to do it for you <laughs> you know support a local artist or something the shit that you do when you go to the barber just like pull up with a picture and be like let me get this cut g <laughs> yeah, you don't cut your own hair do you <laughs> let me get this yeah 
Um, it made me look like hell. Yeah. Um, so that's that's pretty much my weekend. Um, really, really short uh, week because of Monday off, right? Um, oh, that's yeah. Right. Yeah. Bless up. Um, and then got a got a full week right now. So kind of uh hoping I can get through energy wise. Energy wise, I hope. I How can are you it. still recovering from Labor Day? I don't know, man. I Good a week. <laughs> Man, see, yeah, man, Labor Day threw me off. I'm like, bro, that was seven days ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> if, yeah. if you were to tell me, like, because if you were to ask me how I thought I did this week, I would say, like, I was probably the least productive I've ever been at work this week, but I got the most work done. Mm. Oddly enough, like, it just felt like I wasn't doing enough, but, you know, I met every single one of my deadlines, you know, did my shit. Uh, yeah yeah so i have those days so, where i'm just like checking boxes really of like oh yep this is done yeah this is done and then i feel like i'd be switching off like from a good week to a bad week like <laughs> i have like one really good week where like i'm just kind of in the zone like really just taking control of everything mm-hmm. and then i have a bad week where i'm just making multiple mistakes and that shit's depressing <laughs> It just be like dominoes. Like the I'm just one... like, damn. <laughs> They're like, hey, Rennie, you fucked this up. And I'm like, fuck. Again? Golly. Oh, it's because you spend one week doing 100% and then the next week you do 50. So going into this week, just do 75. You're 75% right. 75% effort. And then next week, it all should be balanced out and you should stay at 75. At least mm-hmm. to be more consistent. Yeah, I agree. Spread your energy out evenly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A big a big problem with my productivity is that like I be reading without comprehending. <laughs> you be rereading so, the same sentence over, bro. I do the same shit, bro. I be like, like space I out need you to in do the middle this, of the this sentence. and this, and then when you do this, do this and this, and I'm like, what the fuck am I reading right now? No, dude. For some reason, like recently, when people have been talking to me, like looking dead in the eye, like I just be spacing out. And the other day, one of my uh, my superiors came and they were telling me about this new thing that we needed to start doing. And as she was talking to me, she kept like bobbing her head and like really animated. And I kept looking at her. And at one point, I got so distracted from her movement, I just stopped listening. Oh. And then she said, "Okay." And I looked at Den and I'm like, "Got it." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "This bitch is moving so much, I can't hear." And I was just like, okay, yep, got it. Don't worry. She walked away and I'm like, I understood nothing. That's the thing. Like, I feel like I struggle with um, appearing to be attentive when I'm listening. Because um, mm. I'd be listening, but I know sometimes people need like the visual confirmation that you are indeed listening. Um, and so I will focus on like making sure that you know that I can hear you. But I spend so I put so much energy into that that I forget to hear you. <laughs> Monday could be like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. The fuck is this bitch saying? <laughs> Ren will if you're talking to Ren, he'll either be looking at his phone the entire time, Bruh, or I, every word you say, or he'll look you dead in the eye and not remember anything. I so hate, just pick and choose. <laughs> I hate when I'm talking to Ren and this nigga's on his phone. This nigga like literally will be scrolling through TikTok, sending a text message, and like, I don't know, doing crazy shit on his phone. And then he'll be like, Yeah, I heard you. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I mean, I, it doesn't feel that way though. No. <laughs> That's Brandon a frustration. Yeah, because I was talking to him one time. Dude didn't look at me once. Just on his phone doing whatever. And I'm like, bro, can you be here with me for like just a minute? And then repeated everything I said. And I'm like, whatever, nigga. <laughs> I'm like, damn, all right, you were listening, whatever. I don't care. I just be I just be looking at like I'm trying to get multiple stimulations, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, your brain need the the multiple stimulations for sure while in light mode. Uh but we're not gonna touch on that. We're not gonna touch on that. That's a that's a that's a that's a different that's a different topic. Uh let let me let me answer this real real quick question from Sam. Sam's just asking, uh, where did our nicknames come from, Debbie Grimm? Uh, and then uh, Rennie, but Rennie is pretty self-explanatory, right? So, um, yeah. So my name is Lorenzo. My mom calls me Ren. Um, and Rennie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty much. Yeah. Miles. Um, mine isn't necessarily uh so like concrete. It doesn't really come from a name or anything. I guess more like a persona. I realize I'm really better. <laughs> really really grumpy if you if you were to ask me about like my opinion or like my perspective on a lot of things it's really a grim perspective it looks like it looks at a lot more of like the negatives than like people are like more like the uh let's look at the bright side of life mm-hmm. but i'm more like taking away from the negatives and using that as like a not to just develop a negative perspective but using negative perspectives to try to form like a more realistic approach to certain things so in a in like a, in a word, I feel like I have a pretty grim perspective of things. So not in a bad way, but compared to like typical people. So yeah, that's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bring your mic up a little bit closer to oh. your face. Yeah, there you go. Um, so sorry. No, you're Thanks. good. You're good. Um, and then mine uh came from a joke that I had with my coworkers, uh, when I was a dishwasher. They're like, you know, what would be funny is if uh you had a rapper name um and it was little debbie um debbie is the first four letters of my last name um so like my full last name is redacted and um (laughs) and yeah so i'm basically i just ran with it and so from then on i was just like oh yeah debbie you know, that'll be my little alias. Um, so, yeah, everybody just kind of knows me as Debbie and stuff like that. My mom doesn't know. So do not like if you see my mom, she's not going to know what you're talking about. She's really not going to know who you're talking about. Matter Don't fact, refer to him as <laughs> Debbie in front of his moms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much where our names come from. Um, yeah. Other than that, um, Maz, did you want to talk about your day? <laughs> Keep it short, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty concise. But we already know, we already kind of know what you're going to say. You can pretty much tell everybody how my day went. I had work, coworkers are dumb as fuck. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> you already so, know the fucking vibes. You already know the fucking vibes. I mean, because I, I work, I work on weekends. Like I work every weekend, and so it's, it's just rough. My job only gets harder because we just get more and more people um we just don't get the support that we need i hate to come to the podcast and vent about work but that's pretty much just the majority of my life right now what if your boss is like an avid avid listener of the fml podcast 
I wish oh, then it'd give oh, them a reason man. if they can sit us down and talk because we don't have meetings. Like the med techs <laughs> have not sat down and talked to our management about what needs to change. Mm. They just don't do that. They only have meetings when people are in trouble, which oh, only man. creates like a bad work environment because we don't have yeah. any positive conversations with our management. You don't have performance reviews. reviews or none? No, they keep saying we're supposed to do like a uh, evaluation because I would like to know how I'm doing. I've been there for a year, but no one's really told me like, you know, exactly where I need to improve on. But I wouldn't assume that I'm perfect. So, but um, but yeah, I was saying that if we do the evaluation, I'm going to use that time to ask for a raise. Mm-hmm. So they probably know that, and they're like, we can't, we can't give them the opportunity. <laughs> they 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 actively avoided you. Like as soon as they hear, hey boss, I need to talk to. You. Oh, 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 I thought I thought I heard someone's head break. Hold up, hold up. Let me someone, go check this. Someone dying. Someone dying. Go check on. Hey, hold that thought. Hold that thought. We gonna yeah. come back to it. Niggas <laughs> so, be dodging me, man. Yeah. Uh, Sam asks, uh, what does, uh, what field does Grimothy work in? I work in, uh, assisted living. So I do things like manage medications and a little bit of caregiving for, uh, the elderly, basically gives me an opportunity to kind of work with medications and communicate with doctors and pharmacies, which is going towards my field. So just some really good experience for now, but I'm looking into getting into, um, my phlebotomy license pretty soon. So. That'll hopefully be in before the year is over. This nigga but, say um, Wombology? You're gonna be sticking niggas? Wait, what? Yeah. I think it's I think it's called I always keep phlebotomy. I keep Phle- throwing an end in there. Phlebotomy. Oh, okay. I thought you said Wombology. I was like, oh yeah. Wombos. But yeah. Okay, okay, for sure. Mm. Um I mean speaking of old people, uh <laughs> You know, that's good. That's good. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta say our, say our salutes and goodbyes to one of the oldest people in power, the Queen, Queen, oldest people that ever exist, Queen Elizabeth the second, first of her name. Actually, second that doesn't second of her name. <laughs> She's at the second, the first one. Queen of the Andos, Queen in the old gods and in the new. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so she's she is gone um and it kind of got me thinking like like europe is the only place that really uh only had like monarchies and shit like you know real ass castles like we don't got castles in the u.s niggas in the u niggas in the u.s were just like in in towns and shit and riding horses you know like you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. It's just kind of interesting to see how royalty is treated in Europe. So, but you know what? The infrastructure in Europe also has room for castles. I've seen like they have like old school, like not like the suburbs, but like the countryside. Mm-hmm. It's like it's almost like little villages. Yeah. Though, it's... you know, a lot of greenery, homes on like plots of land. They look they look like modern day villages. So that environment also is it's appropriate for people to still like have castles there's no room in america for for a castle just mm-hmm. anywhere yeah. all these dense city um, populations like there's no castles over here so things like that i'm gonna be the first one though hello what if i was having a bad day bro like i, I could have <laughs> easily <laughs> i could have easily been my um crazy for the audio like, listeners khalil just pulled up and said yo rennie ugly as fuck JK, 
first thing he said. First thing well, he said. Like, ask me how my day was first or something. You just say, yo, ugly as fuck. <laughs> God damn. God damn. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of like the monarchy, like, what do you, what do you guys think about this? Like this royalty, do we need to go away? Like, do we need to move on? Or like, does it have some substance? I, I know the European people, at least the true British people are kind of sad, but the people who were truly hurt by the, by the royal line in, in Britain, they celebrate. Yeah, they was they the out buggy. there celebrating, bro. So what y'all think? Um, I mean, if you think about it, like royalty is just celebrities, like like grandfathered in celebrities for Europe. You know, she doesn't really do anything really in terms of politics. Um, it's just more of like a ceremonial leader. Um, and I think from a from a cultural standpoint, like we have a lot of those in America. Like the Obamas are treated like fucking royalty, Jay Z, Beyonce, Kim, mm. Kanye, Will Smith. Mm. Like these are like cultural people to us, at least. That's like the American equivalent to royalty. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of antiquated. We don't really need it. There's no need for it. Yeah, that's a good point, Miles. What you? What's your mm. opinions on that? Yeah, same thing. I mean, I'm not too familiar with like the whole political infrastructure of the United Kingdom, but I do know that like just like the like the Queen, same thing with like the president, like to a certain degree is more of like a face while there's a lot of like structures happening in the background that are kind of making moves. So for the Queen, she was pretty much just like the face of the, the country, more like a symbol. Yeah, mm. like a figurehead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like Rin was saying, very much just like a celebrity type of deal with the royal family. I think you see them more in media than you do like in the actual bits. So, you know, there's a bunch of stuff going on. Like one of them stepping down to get married to a regular. I don't know if the queen was really fucking with that like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't know. Not my place. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Um, the queen, I mean, she's probably chilling <laughs> in hell right now. Bruh, for real. What's up, Lachey? Yeah, I mean, the, the first of all, the UK, the great, the British Empire devastated a third of the world's population, just bullshitting around the world. Mm -hmm. So, like, I mean, she kind of inherited a legacy that's stained in blood and colonialism. Yeah, um, I think, I think personally, it would be nice to see the, uh, you know, cause like the next dude, Charles or whatever, like that that nobody likes that nigga anyway. Like I feel like Queen He's Elizabeth a... was the last like person that people, for the most part, in a general populist sense, people were like, oh okay, like you know we fuck with her. Um, mm. it it just feels like you know if we truly call wanna... him a wanker, <laughs> fucking wanker, um. If we really want to move forward and stuff, I feel like we need to move uh, or like just get these kind of systems out the way, you know, like, yeah, they can be royal celebrities like they can be like the celebrities, but like them being so close to like politics and revered in this way, like living in Buckingham, Buckingham Palace, like that's like the equivalent of like, uh, you know, 
the the queen living in in the white house right like why mm-hmm. do they need to be at the center of you know the country like why are they 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 national treasures at this point someone needs to call nicholas cage or something you know so <laughs> yeah. i i i don't, I don't really see a point to it but like taxpayer dollars right uh, like they are literally them. paying their like you're you're supporting the royal family that don't really do shit and like niggas talk about oh she, she does like or the royal family contributes to a bunch of charities and shit like that but the government can contribute to those charities instead of the royal family cherry picking what charities are get funded by what and it's all taxpayer money at the end of the day at the end of the day they're probably getting money back they're everything that they're putting towards like a, a community or towards like a charity they're probably doing tax write-offs for it they get the money back at the end of the year yeah ah uh, and then um on top of that uh the queen dying um the prime ministers have switched so there's a new prime minister in england or i don't know the uk um and uh it's prime minister trust and uh people have been memeing the crap out of her because one of the first topics that came up was like a trade agreement between the u.s and the uk and she uh apparently had some issues with that <laughs> and uh people were like ah we don't trust her you know i get it because like ah yeah. trust yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah but um she's seeming like pretty shitty so far like she just has a weird outlook on policies and trying to have open embargo with different countries i don't know what her deal is apparently but she's super yeah, conservative she's- She's a part of the Tory party. Um, they're all, it's like basically like the Republican party. Tories are a little bit left compared to Republicans, um, mm. but they're still conservative from a, like a European political standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that Republicans in America are just extremely far right. But um, yeah, Boris Johnson was a Tory. Um, Theresa May was a Tory. Um, it's just UK jargon for conservative. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not going great there. The UK is just going to go through this weird blender right now. Um, just having shitty leaders and, uh, their leaders dying. So I don't know. I don't know what they're going to really, uh, do there, but yeah, I, I just, um, I think it's like signifying a lot though. Like these, these are impactful moments that are definitely going to change the uh world it for better or worse you know we don't know yet so uh, we can only know in retrospective you know after it's happened but hopefully for the better hopefully people don't you know worship these royal lines like they have you know wake the fuck up and realize that they they gotta do some shit too um they don't really do shit for them either yeah um but yeah, I mean that's that's all we have uh for the politics side so far. If there's any other lasting opinions or thoughts or any other things that you guys wanted to bring up, let the people know. Well, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah. You know what? I was gonna ask him, but I damn near forgot. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you playing too much uh playing too much uh what's that game? Mini motorway. Mini motorway. Man. And speaking of speaking of uh me and my mini motor, 
uh new iphones got announced new iphones oh yeah man the, i remember the the, the whole apple iphone event. apple event coming out yeah. yeah what you feel about that wait so what, what did they announce in total i know they have the, the new iphone lineup so the 14 on the 14 pro so the 14 14 max 14 14 max and then pro and the pro max and then they have the new series of watch i think it's the series eight yep. and then the new watch the, the chunky one series yeah, ultimate no. No. i think they were they oh, released three three versions of the watch because I, I saw like that the iphone the apple watch se or something like that maybe they updated or, it yeah they might have yeah. updated it because there was but, an um, se and the se was based off the three spec or the five series spec i think i forgot but they have i'm surprised that they had released just in general like they released a lot of apple watches like Remember mm-hmm. when it first came out? Like it was like, oh, okay, this is really good. Then they just kept releasing them, like every year, or well, like multiple per year, like two, yeah, two or three per year. There are now like eight series of watches that you mm-hmm. can get from Apple, and and the thing is, they they always do the thing where like once they release a new one, they drop the other ones in price dramatically. So it's mm-hmm. like super affordable to get a a, a smartwatch for Apple. But um, you know what they do though is they they always add like a color or a distinguishable feature to yeah. separate last gen from current gen, yeah. so you can see what phone you have without really having to like look yeah. up close. Like if you see someone with a purple iPhone, then you know that they're going to be having that. That's the that's the fourteen Pro, mm-hmm. period. Because there's no other um generations with that color. If mm-hmm. You see someone with yeah. the green one, you're like, oh yeah, you dated. You two mm-hmm. years old. So I think Apple does this thing where like they make such distinguishable changes. So it's it's very much like a status type of um, type of deal, mm-hmm. you know. So you kind of know who has what, and almost you know like how much money they're spending. Yeah, I remember when the product red came out on the iPhone eight, and Man. when you seen a nigga with the product red, and it was just like, damn, you really damn you got money. You got money. Yeah, I, I was jealous of the niggas who had the product red. I was trying to was trying to get that. Um, I saw a tweet earlier this week. It was like niggas with red iPhones are evil <laughs> for real, <laughs> and they would have the they would have the screen cracked and everything, bro. Oh my god, nah. Um, how I feel about these new iPhones? There's four of them. <laughs> I we were joking the other day when when we first saw the uh or you know our reactions to it. And I was telling uh, Ren and Miles, I was like, yeah, you know, the, the 14 is a really good device, you know, it's really for the for the uh, poor people, you know, those people who need it. They really made it affordable. So and then I was like, yeah, but the pro, the pro is where that that's that's where my people going to be. <laughs> There's a startling lack of class consciousness. In that state. <laughs> he said the, the broke niggas. The broke this is how you know Fave is in a different tax bracket because he said the 14 was for the broke people. That's an eight hundred dollar phone. That's, yeah. the, that's like their cheapest phone is still crazy expensive to, compared to like a lot of the Android phones. They're dropping flagship phones like smartphones for 300 bucks with like that have features and cameras that compete with other flagships. Apple is just consistently throwing on the Apple price tag and yeah. just going crazy. But I know a lot of carriers are doing like, oh, if you pre-order the mm. phone, you get like up to 800 bucks off. So like, I don't know what carriers are doing, 
but they are trying to like bridge the gap <laughs> to yeah. that, that price tag. They're doing their best. They're like, let me help you out there. Look, how about you give me a hundred dollars right now and then give me your phone, give me your keys. And then, <laughs> there, there we go. You you gonna have the new iPhone 14 Pro. It's like here. Like, give me a phone right now. Give me the phone right now. All right, I'm gonna hold on to this for a month. Then we go think about getting you a new one. It's like, all right, let me see your phone. Let me see your phone. All right, now now check this out. Check this out. All right, let me turn around the price tag so you can see. All right, hold on. Let me finish. All right, you you give me your phone. Um, I like those shoes. What them is size 14. No, that's a size nine, I don't you? Yeah, let me get that. I'll take three dollars off. So your phone's gonna be <laughs> nine ninety nine ninety five. Yeah, that's a good price for you right there. You can't really get that nobody nowhere else. Yeah, you can't. Uh, <laughs> they were like, I knew we said you bring in any phone right. and we get you one for free. Is that was just to get you in the store? Like you, come on, man. You can walk in here with an iPhone 4s and you want the you want the fourteen for free? Come on. You can't be that stupid, right? It's like, I could I could get you out here with a phone today. I could get, get you out here with a phone today. But listen, I know it says zero dollars down, but after taxes, you know how we do. So it's gonna be like forty five dollars on top of a hundred dollar uh, service fee, um, and that's on top of the monthly payment. You know, it's not zero dollars down. You know, but 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 we gonna get you out here with a phone today. Yo, yeah, that's my promise. Honestly, <laughs> salesman. If, if, <laughs> If we, if we, bruh, uh, if I wasn't working where I worked, I swear me and Ren would probably be them niggas at T-Mobile with the purple magenta shirts, bruh. This like, bullshit. <laughs> we, we would double team this old lady. Be like, hey, you got a son? It's like, yeah, I got a son. Okay, okay. But your son need the new iPhone, though. He really need that. Because he's going to get like, believed. Yeah, I remember back in high school, you know, they, they had me. I was with a uh, goddamn Samsung S2. Mm-mm. And you know what? I I, had, I was gonna go to prom. I was gonna be prom king and everything, but they stripped me of my title because my phone wasn't wasn't popping the way it was. So I'm just trying to help you and your son out. You know what I'm saying? You don't really be walking out like the big man on campus. And guess what? You said his grades are slipping, right? Listen, he gonna get his grades up. He grades gonna get his grades up. up. Yeah. And, and guess what? You can you can you just cancel it, and we can move it to you. We can mm-hmm. we can move it so that that's no device. If yeah. if if. if, if grades ain't go cut, cut, cutting out to stack you know what oh, i'm saying yeah, yeah yeah on top of that on top of that you say you got no hoes easy bro iMessage games on this one yep this one got the newest iMessage games all of them yeah the the bitch is gonna really love him after that right. and then if he if he acting up if he acting up one day tell us we cut it off we cut the surface off like, easy easy you know we got to buy but the bogo you know what bogo me that means buy one, get one free. <laughs> it's like, the bitch is going to love this one. Can I say bitches? You mind if I cuss? <laughs> no, nah, I'm going to finalize the sale and be like, you know my commission, all right? Come on. Buy this case. <laughs> hey, hey. Throw, throw this on top. Let, let me bless you with the deal. And then on top of that, I'm also a, I'm also an ordained minister. Let me bless the phone, too. Let me bless the phone for you. <laughs> no, you got to do sketchy shit. Got some holy water like, in the back. Like, look, this phone right here, 800, but... I imagine I didn't hear you in the back right now. So we make this transaction like right now, right now. I get 20% off. Trust me. Let me right now. Don't say yes. <laughs> right now. Say yes. Three, <laughs> two. <laughs> yes. He's got a pressure. <laughs> yeah, like, I need to know right now, right now, right now, right now. Make a decision right now. <laughs> the, them niggas would be on the keyboard in front of the in front of the monitor, be like, fuck, man. 
This shit broke, bro. Hold up. Let me go get my manager. <laughs> back. They back. <laughs> like, hold up. Let me go get the manager. Yeah, it won't it won't put the thing on the thing, man. It's like, look. See, it fucked up. It already fucked up. And they'll be like, now nah, you gotta do this and do yeah. Oh. It's like, hey, bro, I'm trying to do the thing for it. You know, the thing with the, the discount. Yeah. Like, oh, you should have told me, bro. You gotta you gotta put it under this. And it's like, oh, for sure, for sure. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, I I just need his manager code real quick. <laughs> No, but one thing I do want to touch on with the iPhone, though, is that the new eSIM. Mm. Mm. And I think that, like, you know, it's obviously, like, a lot more convenient when, like, you know, going from carrier to carrier. But I think it's another trap to pretty much keep people on the iPhone forever plan. Because yeah. the whole Apple thing is to do iPhone forever. Once you get into iPhone, it's really hard to transition out of it. Once they added like the Apple uh, credit card, it's attached to your phone. So anyone that has an Apple credit card, probably not going to Samsung because everything's kind of just connected to the Apple, your Apple account. Mm -hmm. And now they have the eSIM. It's really easy for you to go from iPhone to iPhone or keep your iPhone and go from carrier to carrier with the same phone. But how easy is that going to look going from, um, from Apple to Samsung, mm -hmm. you know? You know, Apple's kind of throwing in these little things here and there to really keep people in that ecosystem, which they've done a good job at creating the ecosystem, connecting your phone, your iPad, your um, Apple Watch, your Mac. Any Apple device is really easy to connect and you can stay in that ecosystem and have like really seamless connectivity. But as you get further and deeper into it, it's really hard to come out of. So how do you guys feel about this new eSIM that they're uh, introducing? Can you elaborate on the eSIM? I don't know none about that. So basically, you know how like all the phones have like SIM cards you can pull in and out, like a physical tray. The new phones no longer have the physical SIM card, which is you know kind of different for uh, for phones. Remember before, like phones had the plastic pack that you can pull off, and then they had the SIM card, yeah. it had the battery, and then they started doing the glass back, so we have like less ability to go in and do stuff. And they only gave you the SIM card tray. Now the SIM card tray is gone. And so you pretty much have like less control over like what you can do with your phone and everything's done electronically. Okay. So it's like all over Wi-Fi and everything. Mm -hmm. So like if you wanted to uh to like go from ATT to T Mobile, you don't have to worry about getting a new SIM card or anything. They say like, oh, just bring a bring your phone with you and then we can like, you know, transfer it over. But now if you just bring your iPhone, they can just transfer your plan. Yeah. Without, you know, so it's supposed to be more convenient um for you and for your carrier but again like i said it kind of locks you into the iphone because you know if you go from like the eSIM to a samsung phone with a physical sim card what is that going to look like yeah because you can't just transfer it over yeah it's just going to be harder i mean i i actually don't mind it because i already have an eSIM right now on my phone um I think they just made it more official so that they don't have to have the SIM card tray because I still have my SIM card tray on my on my 13 right now. Um, it's just I have an eSIM. They were just like, you don't need this. And then I was like, what? And then they were like, yeah, we got eSIMs now. And I was like, oh, okay. And they just set it up. Where you been, nigga? <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like a way of, um, I wouldn't say disrupting the market, but just kind of making it like, it's like with uh USB C everything. Hmm. You know, it, it's probably easier for um navigating from network to network with the eSIM. Mm -hmm. Um because you're not locked in on that physical card. Yeah. Um I mean on top of the other features that they announced for the new the new iPhones, um 
the pros get a uh new notch or like a little new area that they're calling like the dynamic island um it's just a fancy term that they invented so the whole punch kind of looks a little bit more seamless with the ui so like notifications kind of squeeze into that space make it look invisible to you um i mean like i feel like that's part of the reason why i'm like not probably gonna upgrade i've been thinking about it a lot and i was just like you know the benefits don't really like jump out as much i think what really got me into the 13 was the 120 hertz like 120 hertz makes a huge difference um when you're on your phone and i love it like anytime i'm scrolling through things or like i'm like consuming anything on my phone it, it makes a noticeable difference when i jump back to like something that's like lower refresh rate because i'm just like yo this feels sluggish um so i think like for right now the the 14 pros they look good um but the feature is just like it's kind of like meh you know like nothing crazy going on software wise it's it's all right you know um yeah everybody has ios 16 um i heard someone say that the future of gaming is mobile Mm. um and that like a lot of companies are investing in like their esports uh like their mobile esports rainbow six just announced the mobile game and everything yeah what Um, yeah we gonna get into that in the gaming side so I mean, like we're getting more um, robust phones, especially with like 120 hertz and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So it it makes sense. It's not as crazy of a statement as it would be in if it was like 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, we can talk about that a little later. But, it, but what you were saying with like the 120 hertz, I'm not super excited about like the new iPhone this year. It's not really they're not really doing anything crazy um we've been sitting with fucking ios 16 for like the past month now Mm. nothing like there's a lot more customizable shit um you can personalize your phone a lot more but other than that like there's not any revolutionary software like updates or functionalities that we're going to be seeing yeah yeah i mean like for me like i before these iphones came out i was ready to upgrade i'm on like the 12 mini I liked it when I first got it, but as I use it over time, it's just a little bit too small, not as practical for me. It's just I'm using my phone more. Um, then I got the mini because I didn't use my phone as much. So it was just kind of easy to keep around, keep in my pocket, not really noticeable. But as I've been using my phone more, I'm like, damn, I've been finding myself wanting a bigger screen. My hands are kind of big, so I tend to misclick on my keyboard as as I'm consuming more content. Kind of hard to like really focus in on such a small screen. So I was telling myself like, yeah, when the new iPhones come out, I am probably going to upgrade. Um, so I do want to upgrade, not because of like the new features that are coming out. The only thing that really caught my attention from the new lineup is just the purple iPhone. That was like the the biggest thing for me. But as far as like all the software stuff and upgrades, nothing really caught my attention. So I don't really know what I'm going to do. I'll probably upgrade and then just be a part of like the iPhone forever type of deal. Because once you have like the pro, you can pretty much just keep turning it in and just getting a new phone every year for the most part. So once I, if I do that this year, then I'll pretty much solidify my place in the Apple lineup. Um, Cardi said, can we speak on people? Uh, we can get back to that. We can get to a, that in a separate topic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, iPhone, 
it's uh, I wouldn't say it's mid this year. Actually, it's pretty mid. Yeah, um, I'm gonna wait really, till next year. I'm not really excited about new iPhone shit this year, um, but probably next year. I think we might be getting a new or a more solidified phone fact or form factor or something. It's just they're not doing anything crazy this year to make me jump out and be like, "Oh, this is crazy shit, new shit," you know. But what are we looking for as far as like new phone designs? I mean, the iPhone hasn't really changed much over the past couple of years. I think yeah, the. Yeah, like the 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 before this, the big craze was making the phone as thin as possible. The next jump kept, is going to be foldables, and that's what I've been saying. But I don't think Apple's going to make that jump to foldables. They and have patents. They have patents. Do they really? Yeah, they have patents. You know, like... one of my favorite like fold phone isn't even like a folding screen. I think it's like the the Microsoft Duo, mm. and it's basically two individual screens that fold like they're two independent screens it's not like the galaxy z where it's like an actual like folding screen mm -hmm. i like that one because it's it's so thin and it's so seamless really really clean mm -hmm. but i don't really know like is or is there a high demand for people or do people are they looking for the foldable phones i've seen one person like casually with the z fold and that's it since i've ever like i've seen them released so I don't really know, like, is that a demand for people or is that them just trying to, like, be innovative and create something new? Yeah, I think I feel like, uh, yeah, go ahead. Apple and all these phone companies are in, like, a really weird position where, like, the innovations they would make in this industry are things that we don't even know that we need yet. You know what I mean? Um, so they're probably just going to be taking shots in the dark, just trying to figure out, like, oh, this does well or this is optimized well for this task and i think we might be seeing more like specific use cases in phones um because a specific person is going to want a fold or a flip phone you know yeah. yeah um and so it's probably they're probably just going to be expanding um the amount of people that will be um trying to buy their devices i think um, depending uh, on the use case one 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 example is that uh Samsung, I feel like, is sometimes way too ahead of its time, sort of like how the Vita was, like, or the PSP, like, just too ahead of its time because um, you can still use Samsung phones as a desktop computer. Like, you can plug, plug in your Samsung phone into your monitor and it'll convert into a full-fledged computer from that point. And, yeah, they've been doing that since, like, when we were in high school, like I think the S nine or S ten was the first phone that did that. Um, I remember talking about that. Yeah, it, it it's like a really old system, but they've kept it around, and it's something that like I think is really useful for people who um, don't you know bring a laptop with them all the time and uh, like are really light on what they do, you know, from day to day. Like they usually take notes or they do like some light stuff and then they go and they can leave with that those files and stuff on their phone without having to go through so much of a hassle i think like those types of situations are unique because it it blends the the smartphone space with like laptops because you know not everybody can afford a laptop but if you can buy both a phone and a laptop in one like maximizing your productivity like that you know what i'm saying yeah. Um, to that point where like you're able to invest in just one item that does it all for you, and I think that's why the foldables are so 
marketable because it's like, are you like the business type guy who's like taking a bunch of notes, needs an iPad too sometimes um, for like different tasks that require a larger screen? Then the, this foldable phone is for you, you know? Um, so it's definitely for power users. It's going to be such a niche crowd, but I think we're slowly moving into that territory where it's like, well, your phone does everything. It does everything mm -hmm. that you need. You can game on it. You can uh, you can consume content and movies or whatever. You can take notes on it. You can use it like a laptop. So it's like it's becoming so flexible to the point where, you know, some people just navigate their whole days with just their phone and that's all they need. Um, it'd be really interesting to see how how far they go with it, though. And I feel like that's what they're trying to get at, maybe a, a, at some point. Yeah, I think we're just going to start seeing hyper-specific phones. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, other than other than that, I mean, do we have any other thoughts about the event? Y'all not going to get the new iPhone? Uh, yay, nay, what's what's the feel chat? Anybody in the chat have a, opinions about the new iPhones? Hell no. <laughs> what was everyone's first iPhone? Uh, I got oh. I got the iPhone eight, and I was with Ren when I got the iPhone eight. <laughs> Bro, I'm heated. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was trying to upgrade him. <laughs> them them niggas in T-Mobile embarrassed the fuck out of me, bro. Yeah, that's like, was yeah. Funny. Let me. Let me get the A2. And they said, nigga, if you don't go ask your mom to put you on a, <laughs> to make you an authorized user, I'm like, don't. I'm with my mans right now. Don't even embarrass me like that, nigga. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, my first iPhone was the 7. I remember that day. I, I pulled up to school Bruh. thinking I was the shit. Big ass phone. Miles. I, got the, I got the 6 or the 6S right when the 7 came out. Mm. I think it was like my sophomore year. I remember when I first got it and my friends saw me on the blue bubble and they said, yo, congratulations, man. Good to see you. <laughs> I was like, damn. The blue, the blue bubble, green bubble shit, that shit is crazy. It... Oh, dude, um, Samsung called out Apple. They're saying like, yeah. yo, cut this shit out. But like I was saying earlier with the whole like, like class system, like it, they they make they go out of their way to make sure you know who don't got an iPhone. Yep. Even on Twitter, it says Twitter for Android. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of foul. <laughs> that's got nothing to do with my tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, that shit is so funny when people on Twitter would be like, oh, this nigga got an Android. Don't even worry about him. Throws the tweet oh, out the way. <laughs> they said they said this was tweeted from an Android. Everyone beware. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, I actually misread the message, so that's my bad. Uh, what was everyone's first phone? Um, and we can go even further back. So I think my first phone was a Nokia. It wasn't the, the thick boy, but it was like a slimmed down version of that thick boy. I had the Nokia something. And that shit had Snake on it. I was fucking niggas up on Snake, man. Don't even <laughs> catch me out here. No, I didn't get my first phone until like sixth grade. That's when I started staying after school. Yeah. Um, sitting up to school, and so my parents would come and pick me up after. So they just needed to know what was, or they pretty much need to tell me like when they were here. Um, and that it was just like, just like some random, like phone. The one where it was like it was like be like normal normal mode. It was just a screen and like two buttons. 
and then you slide on uh, you would slide it and then you get the keyboard mm. and then it was that it was that, like, that was it that sounded like a like an underground blackberry yeah <laughs> it was one of them it was one of the shits where like you sign up and get like a free phone when you uh, uh got a new line it was one of them shit kind of the, shits like crazy you got an obama phone <laughs> she came with Obamacare. <laughs> yeah, my first phone was a um it was a Motorola. I was jealous of all the niggas that had the Razer phones, but mine was like uh, a like a little Motorola like flip phone. It was cool. It was all right. I my mom took that shit away immediately because I blew a bag on ringtones. <laughs> Like, i'm honestly i'm not proud of this it was bad i i spent so much money on ringtones for my phone didn't have like any concept of how much money i was spending and my mom was like why did you spend 150 bucks <laughs> on ringtone you, Yo, you, for that? you you unlocked a whole memory for me because i remember them commercials where they <laughs> They'd be like, "You are my sunshine." My yeah, that's what. I, that's the ringtone I had. Like Mad South Park ringtone. Oh, great! <laughs> like I was, I was going dumb with the ringtones. Nah, man, the the ringtones, bro. Like, ah, oh, we were getting scammed as kids, bro. Oh, everything is so like when I say things are so much more accessible and things are free. Like, there's so much free shit now. Um, mm-hmm. there is so much free shit, bro. To customize your wallpaper, to customize your ringtone, even the voicemail message, bro. That shit was niggas were holding their phone up next to speakers that were playing the song that they they wanted. Uh, those those voicemails or those shits were so bad. <laughs> the quality was terrible, <laughs> bro. I remember trying to like listen to Soldier Boy. And I went on this website where they had like all the music videos or all the free music for download and shit like that. Problem is, it was connected to a porn site. If like just a click away from porn, and so me and my cousin listening to Alvin and the Chipmunks Soldier Boy remix, you know, like some <laughs> some light, and then all of a sudden, boom, bitch getting fucked. <laughs> Honestly, if I could go back in time, I think my biggest money making move would just take a popular song. And just and just make it album in the chipmunks and just sell it on the um, as a ringtone. They were making stupid money from bags. that shit. Alvin and the Chipmunks era with for all music songs, bro. You could find like any remix for the Alvin and Chipmunks. Oh my god, they were done with that. Yeah, it, it, I think there was something to be said about like technology back then. There was just some character about it where it was just like it was so, um uneasy like you didn't know what you were getting yourself into every time you clicked the website or something or like you know you you just didn't know where where you were gonna end up it's just so funny but like but i think like i think technology like i this makes me feel like a an old head for sure but i think we've gone too far i don't like the fact that i can pay for things like the past month i've only been using apple pay Mm. i i've been losing my wallet left and right because i don't use it it just disappeared. I'm like, oh, don't matter because I have all my cards on my Apple Pay. I just go to 7-Eleven, use my face ID, and scan my phone. And it pisses me off. I'm going to be honest. Like, whenever I buy a new app, I don't even have to open the app store. I can just search for it in the search bar, a little small pop-up window pop-up, press a little button twice, scan my face, paid for it. Easy. What? 
it should not be that easy. I've seen kids like um people told me like kids would just go into like their parents' iPad or their iPhones, just buy shit. Because they just know how to work it. I'm like, this should not be that easy. Mm-hmm. I have to I have to cut corners. I have to go through a lot of shit to try to get a um a, a ringtone on my phone before. Now just to get Club Penguin. A nigga was mm-hmm. a nigga was beating down the block to get Club oh Penguin. Oh my god. Stressing. Stressing for Club Toontown. Penguin. Um I remember that Wizard One Hundred and One. Oh do, my god! Do kids still have to go to uh to Ralph's to go get those prepaid cards for the currency, or is it all online? It's damn Roblox. Online. Roblox definitely. Like I've seen those cards in Ralph's. Oh like, yeah, Ralph's. You see all the Fortnite V Bucks. Because uh, that's that's what grandmas and stuff. They know they know that grandmas and. And all of that, when Christmas time comes around, that's all they're going to get. They're going to be like, oh, you know, my grandson loves Fortnite, so I got him a bunch of V-Bucks, you know, this, this, and that. You know what I'm saying? So they they definitely still got those things up, up, in, the, up in the supermarket. It's just a different context now. Like, things are different. Hey, shout out um, Lachey for the mm-hmm. sub thank you for the sub we really appreciate thank you, you so much appreciate that you. was a that was a gifted sub from gabby oh thank you so much shout gabby. out gabby for shout the, out, the gifted shout out gabby um, for the gifted to the oh thank you for the gifted gabby mm-hmm. um what's up Oren? uh cardi asked earlier what did i do for my c day um really just spent it with family if i'm being honest like um my uncle was having like a pool party um at his place in Ranco Chuchamunga. So we we just pulled up, got a little lit. Yeah, it was fun. You know the funny thing, Ren? I didn't realize that you had went to Rancho because I watched next Friday and next Friday is based in Rancho. Rancho. Uh <laughs> I'm sick. But the thing is, when they pulled up, every house in Rancho looks the fucking same, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost too annoying. Because, like, as soon as they pulled up to the house, I was like, yep, that looks like my cousin's house. Like, that looks like the exact same layout. Yeah, it's just funny. That place yeah, is suburbia. I always, I always get, like, mad nervous um, on my birthday. Uh, not, like, I don't get me wrong. I enjoy celebrating my birthday and everything. I just like I know for a fact that you know I'm gonna get a birthday text or two, mm-hmm. um, and so I have to like reserve my social currency to be able to respond to those texts. So if I didn't say thank you for um, wishing me a happy birthday on Twitter or anything like that, just know I deeply, deeply appreciate it. I love that shit. <laughs> it means the world to me. So did you get any gifts or like you know spit a bean, spit a bean? Um. Get some no, hats. I didn't really. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I didn't really. Uh, I didn't really ask for anything for my birthday. Um, I just like, I just like pulling up, you know, having my family there, seeing everyone. Um, the I did get like a like somewhat of a gift. My sister flew in from San Diego, or not San Diego. My sister flew in from um, D.C. to say like to you know celebrate my birthday with me. Oh, uh, okay. and that that was like really special to me. So, um, no wow. gifts, but that like really made my day. That just catch you loving your family, bro. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> crazy. <laughs> you weird for that one. Mm-mm. Yeah, you know my sister is like better than she's the the best, uh, better than us, better than me and my brother. So 
always gonna pick up my sister. She's the best. Gabby saying, uh, "Happy fucking birthday, Rennie. Uh, love you, you so much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would have put you, I would have put that thing on Ren, but you know, I'm I'm here on Texas, so I I put uh put put him in a new uh little new case, you know, because uh, oh yeah, Ren's- <laughs> Yeah, Fave got me a new goddamn case for my PC. This shit is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, Brooke made sure that I uh, made I got it set up before uh, before the pod. So shout out Brooke. Yeah, um, how was the but, how was the build? I hope it wasn't too difficult nah, to transfer it, everything. It wasn't that bad, honestly. It's a lot simpler than um, the build that I had before, mm. where like the the one that I had before had a lot of um, different cords that needed to be plugged in, all that shit. Mm-hmm. But this one, it was pretty much plug and play. There was only one one motherboard or like, you know, the uh, the case like power supplies and shit like that or the case power cords. Yeah, um, it was only one literally just for the, the power button. And yeah. then that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, so it literally just plug and play. I kept on plugging it into the wrong thing, and I had to relook at my motherboard schematics. But you know, it's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy that worked out. Um, probably post a picture on Twitter or something, let the people see how beautiful that is. Um, yeah, check Twitter in a in a little bit. But I mean, speaking of like PCs and gaming, like as we're transferring from you know tech and stuff like that into gaming y'all y'all in the chat have been sounding off 2k 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 oh uh, you got the new build bro oh uh, bro you gotta get in this 2k bro oh yeah my new build uh uh big ass center yeah six foot six foot five yeah it's like all right bro all right talking about bro i don't know i don't know i'm just <laughs> i'm just echoing random thoughts that 2k niggas would say so I'm, I'm gabby i'm 24 years old it makes me want to fucking cry but yeah i'm 24 you're almost 25 quarter quarter of our life there we go my kobe Um, year for sure um but yeah so so we um we haven't gotten 2k yet i haven't gotten 2k i don't know about you and miles ran but like i haven't gotten 2k to be honest i don't know if i'm gonna get it for pc i was thinking about it so many bad things it's not even next gen and I'm at a point where like I can't even entertain the idea of like spending so much money on a game that's not even next gen that they don't even care about I wouldn't be surprised if they still put us on the boat like it's on the boat it's like a weird version of the boat like it's, you don't you don't get the park you don't even get the the whole part of 2k is neighborhood and you don't even get neighborhood yeah, it's it just like I just heard it. it's not like it's just not for me. It just it just doesn't feel right. They just let them do this to us. I was excited for 2K, but I feel like they just keep cutting corners with the PC stuff. And I'm on PC and I'm just they just be negligent. Like, like they, they don't even pretend to care about PC. Mm. And it's just getting a little frustrating. So I don't know if that's something that I just really want to support at this point. It's almost just bigger than me. Like I, I gotta, I gotta not get it for the segregation. Principal. Yeah, for real. It, they, they, segregation. I feel like they don't even like they would get a bigger audience on PC if they actually showed some 
fucking respect for the PC players because like most niggas don't even have a PS5, right? Like niggas are still on PS4 playing this game. Mm-hmm. Like, like nobody, nobody still got a PS5 because they're still like it's still hard to get one. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They're not in stores. Like you're not really accessible like that. Yeah, you can get an Xbox more than you can get a, a actual PlayStation. And I feel like niggas went out and bought Xboxes just for 2K. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Sam, uh, one of our viewers, Sam having uh, I- issues with getting a PS5, literally 25 Walmarts in the town still couldn't find one one PS5. That's crazy. So, bro, my cousin was like, yeah, bro, I'll sell you my PS5 for 800 bucks. I'm like, fuck is you talking about? I'm not uh, I'm buying that shit. None of that's the, worth it. The thing it. is, he wasn't even gouging you. Like, that's market price at this point. Like, that's yeah. what they're going for. That's what's sick about it. That's the worst part. It's like, bro, you're not even trying to hold me. Like, that's... That's just how much they are right now. Yeah, it, it's terrible. So, I mean, Brick Brick has been blessed to have a PS5 and also get 2K. And I was like, I'm not going to... I'm just, like, hesitant on buying a copy right now. Um, just because I don't want to start over. Like, I don't want to start my progress over on a different system. Like, so, if I got to wait, I'll wait. But also, COD is coming out. COD is literally, uh, the, the beta is going up next week, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, next week is the beta weekend. Nobody's going to be playing, nobody's going to be playing 2K, or at least, like, we're not going to be, be able to stream 2K, because everybody's going to be 90 overalls by next week. Everybody's going to have, like, builds that are just crazy. Sam just said in the chat, 25 hours in, and he already has three characters that are 90 overall. Like, what? three characters i i don't know how i can catch up i i just i just don't know how um maybe 2k is not my year this year maybe next year maybe maybe when the price drops maybe when the ps5s come out again we just gotta get ps5s like that's the biggest thing yeah like this wouldn't even be an issue if we just had p like if there was just enough ps5s on the market yeah it's 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 rough right now yeah um so we're probably we hear bad things about pc uh, I saw that there were a bunch of glitches already being posted on Twitter from, I think, the regular console version. So I already know, like, with 2K comes more bugs, and that's just how it's going to be, I guess. Um, nobody has said anything about the, like, gameplay-wise, so I don't know if anybody in chat uh, has any feelings about the gameplay. Is it really refreshing, or is it pretty much the same? Let us know. Is it worth? Is it even worth it? Yeah, that's a that's a I'm... big thing. I'm probably not gonna get 2K on PC. Not if I get 2K, I'm probably I probably have a PS5. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at right now. Uh, uh, same here. Um, um, yeah. Um, okay. I'm looking forward to the new Call of Duty. I mean, I I just want to like I really want to full send uh the um oh, what is it like the uh the competitive. Not, yeah, I keep wanting to call it ranked, but it's not ranked like that. But the whole like competitive, and um, I remember playing it like we full sent it when I think it was Cold War. That was fun. That's when I was really getting into Call of Duty, and then Vanguard came out, but that didn't have a really big competitive scene mm-hmm. um, that I was really looking forward to. So I've kind of just been waiting for Modern Warfare Two to come out and see. Hopefully, that has a better competitive scene. I can really full send that. So that's what I'm pretty much looking forward to. I do kind of miss like when I play Call of Duty, I'm autopilot. Mm. like i'm not really thinking too much about the game i just play it yeah. so i would like to kind of have that almost like 
a lot more passive gameplay. I mean, like Valorant, Apex is just so active. I'm just thinking about so much shit. Call of Duty, even though we're playing Warzone, is pretty much just autopilot. But the state of Warzone was so bad, so that kind of just stopped. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to the new Call of Duty. Looking forward to the pubs. Um, I would say just a kind of different mindset as far as just playing games online. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully it's not a flop, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm excited for Call of Duty. Honestly, uh, it's it's really just like a good like like in between game for me. But the competitive that shit, I don't know why. Like all the other games, I can clutch. Like we can we can talk about clutching and shit. Like I'll clutch up and call it. I'll clutch up on every other game except Call of Duty because Call of Duty shit. Like I don't know, my brain just can't keep up. Yeah, there's Yo, just was too weird? much going on. No, when, we were, when I was playing, uh, for a moment I was like solo queuing Vanguard, uh, competitive and like S and D, clutching all my games. I was like top of the leaderboard. I don't know why. But I was just playing by myself though, so it wasn't fun. But like I would. I was doing stupid good for no reason, and no one wanted to play. And I'm like, man, fuck y'all. I'll wait till next year, whatever. <laughs> I'll go hate me. Nah. Um, I don't know what new things are gonna be in this uh, new Call of Duty. I guess I'm just excited for something refreshed. Uh, I don't. I I don't know if they're using the same engine. It looks like it's the same one. Cause I saw screenshots and I was like, yep, this still look like some shit that they already used from last year but um i don't know i guess i'm just i I just want something different been playing a lot of apex lately and that's the only shooter besides valorant we've been playing so it's just it's just something new you know but this call of duty is the last one under activision isn't it yeah and then so going into next year it'll be under uh microsoft maybe they'll make them wait longer who knows i wouldn't be surprised if they take a year off i mean i Personally, I say this every time. I think they should just do a year on year off. One year they do a Warzone refresh. Next year they do a, a main game or a pubs refresh. Mm-hmm. It'd be fine. Yeah. That's what I think they should do. I think it's enough time in between games for people to just enjoy, for them to work on it. Yeah. Spend the like drop a game, spend a year refreshing it, also, it, and then it gives it gives know. other competitors some chances too to take up the space. Like for example, um Battlefield, uh has been releasing updates so under the radar that like it, it apparently the game is like in a really good state now and the community is very happy with it the new I'm, one yeah the new one they've released multiple seasons they're like they have like this whole entire timeline now of how they want to support the the multiplayer what dlcs they're going to drop and all the dlcs are are free they're all free updates wow. so they're they're continuously trying to make the game in a better place than what it launched as and it looks interesting it's just like i wish you know if cod wasn't being released i would have you know considered hopping back into it just to see what's up um and give it a chance because when we did play it it felt good it was it wasn't a bad game it's just like the state the state that it released in was completely bad like it was a buggy mess so yeah um yeah, I, I like the idea of people like uh, spacing out the releases gives competition time to also take some space to see what they did, maybe implement some similar things. Um, yeah. Uh, other than other than two K, Ubisoft had its uh, little press conference 
where they showed off some games. So they showed off some new Assassin's Creed games. They also showed off uh, some new Division games. Um, a lot of mobile games, which I guess there's a huge market for mobile games. So there's uh, the aforementioned uh, Rainbow Six Siege mobile game. And there is a Division uh, mobile game as well. I don't know who was asking for these, but I guess there's there is Nobody. a want for that. I don't know. Nobody was asking for division. <laughs> no, I I don't know. Like, yeah, I have no idea. Just I'm more excited for the Assassin's Creed stuff. The announcements were really good. Seems like a return yeah. to form. I don't know if you guys finally watched getting, the trailer. Uh, finally getting Assassin's Creed in Japan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For so I, so long. I'm looking forward to this Assassin's Creed because it has a lot of like features from the original Assassin's Creed, like from like the Ezio trilogy. Yeah, I saw people showing like different screenshots and comparing it to the old trilogy, and they're like, "Yeah, like this looks like you know going back to his roots." And that's the Assassin's Creed that like that made me like Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Assassin's Creed kind of lost me after Black Flag. Mm-hmm. We've had this conversation multiple times. Yeah. Black Flag wasn't a bad game at all. I enjoyed it. I had fun. But as far as like the like my connection to like the main character and the storyline i kind of just it just lost me mm-hmm. you know and then we got into like um the one right after that i don't know if it was syndicate or if it was the one when like egypt but they were like oh, i saw yeah. like other people were fighting like one-eyed cyclopses and shit like that <laughs> i'm like this is an entirely different game yeah. than what i remember and so i think going back to like the the japan environment i think is going to be a lot more like brooke always says with call of duty the boots on the ground mm. like it's just going to be i think a lot more raw which was like how Ezio was the Ezio trilogy was so that's what i'm really looking forward to i i'm really really excited to see what this game has to offer mm. i'd be willing to get it like day one in the in the trailer they have them cut off their ring finger Oh word, yeah. yeah. That that's they, a part of the they about to get into some ritual. real gutter it's, shit. It's like, over. Yeah. <laughs> I, I miss I missed when assassins were like real street niggas. So mm-hmm. I'm glad we they they actually got some real sticks. With, I remember them niggas said, "No, nah, you don't got to do that." I'm just I'm just fucking with you. And I'm, I was like, "If nigga, if you don't cut your shit off, like stop playing around." These niggas, these niggas was getting pussy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um. It looks really good. It's set in um some part of Turkey, if I'm not wrong, um Byzantine Empire type shit, or is it set in Egypt? I don't know. Somewhere in the Middle East, you know, somewhere in that area of of the world. It looks really good. Um, yeah, I just, I, I just, uh, same, same things. Like I'm excited for it to go back to what it was. Um, hopefully there's like more refresh elements of stealth and parkour i i one thing i'm gonna miss is like the feeling of climbing and scaling a building because in in black flag there weren't a lot of tall uh structures you know so like parkouring wasn't the strong suit of black flag at all like that was the least strongest like part of it um in in uh what was that one in france uh oh, unity in unity that was the best part for some reason unity by far has the best parkour system ever made in any game like it's so yeah. seamless 
it like they have tall buildings to scale but it looks so good while you're doing it it, it was a really good system um, you can like run in between buildings and shit like that it was just crazy it, like they put a, a lot, lot of going. detail yeah um so i'm excited to see what they do with the parkour system because that's what makes assassin's creed also really really noticeable right it's the stealth and then the, also the parkour and we saw you you can see like a trailer you know nigga in the trailer is doing a little bit of parkour but then he falls off the building because he ain't got no hands he's not an assassin yet um <laughs> but it's it's really interesting um I'd like to see them see where they go with the parkour, see if they expand it. I don't know about like this setting, if it's going to offer so much versatility for the parkour, but we'll see. We'll see what they do. I'm, I need to see a gameplay trailer. So, so for, Japan, right? it looks like they announced nah, two games. Yeah, there's two. There's, there's two. There's, there's Codename two. Red, which is the one that's taking place in feudal Japan. And Mirage or something. And Mirage, yeah. Yeah, Mirage is coming sooner. X. And that's going to be Mirage. Yeah. So I think with the feudal Japan, that one has like less structures. Um. So I think like I mean for that time, so I think that was going to be mainly focused on stealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like really, really silent assassinations because the main two weapons that we see in the in the trailer is the katana and the the blade. Mm-hmm. So that's the most constant I've seen for that one. So I think that one might be more structured around stealth. Only because I know how feudal Japan is set up structurally. Mm-hmm. As far as the other one for Codename Hex, and that's like in the Middle East, is what you said. Yeah, yeah. And we're like that. I don't really know what what the infrastructure looks like. So I don't know what kind of opportunities that mm-hmm. is going to offer. But I did see screenshots talking about the development of the air assassinations. So that one might have more vertical gameplay um, to take advantage of like more air based. Um, or like vertical gameplay and air-based movement. So I it'd be interesting to see the two games um encourage two different play styles. I think that'd be interesting. Because for them to, to announce two games so close together for the same franchise, kind of crazy. I don't know mm-hmm. if I've seen that before, but I think it'd be pretty interesting to see how they how they execute it. Because them dropping two of the same games at the same time would be kind of a waste. Yeah. But if they create two different games with two different gameplay mechanics, I think that'd be pretty interesting to play and even compare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, Mirage looks like it's more closer to what they want to release soon. Um, and Red maybe like the year following. Because they did that with... Um, they did that with Black Flag because they released Black Flag and then they released a spinoff. Like two spinoffs of, of that around the same time um but it, it it gave us a lot to look at in terms of like what future they're looking for with their game yeah yeah um so it, it's it's gonna be really interesting to see what they what they do um you know the feature i would want is that you can start uh parkouring on crowds so you jump off the building and you start stomping on niggas heads no <laughs> you'd be no. like tick, 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 and then That's- disrespectful <laughs> I, me personally if that I've, i'm snatching the nigga out there i don't get if i feel a foot uh, on my head i'm reaching my hand up i'm grabbing whatever's above me and i'm snatching it down just quickly using your little baby as a little footstool like <laughs> to grab this ledge right here oh man that'd be funny though that'd be a funny uh little feature um yeah 
but uh any other games that we wanted to talk about uh that that's really only the what i can think about so far that's really coming up in the near future yeah that's the only thing i'm really look checking for i'm a big i just want there to be good assassin's creed multiplayer make assassin's creed multiplayer great again i mean like the november lineup for games is pretty much always 2k and uh, call of duty and that kind of takes over the winter season yeah um looks like assassin's Creed's me making some moves before the year is over so they might try to occupy a new space i don't really know what else is coming out um this time around people aren't really trying to compete with 2k and call of duty because they're just such big games that people yeah. anticipate every year for this time. So the we can fall, the fall in for gaming is very predictable. Mm. Yeah. You know, that that's not really the time for people to start trying to like take risks and compete with these bigger titles. Yeah. No so we'll pretty much see how these two games <laughs> we'll see how these two games uh hold up for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um and then uh see where we at right now um are we still feeling right now pretty good wait um ren last time didn't you say that the uh the newest assassin's creed the one with the vikings was tied um or connected to vinland saga yeah apparently assassin's creed valhalla has a direct tie into vinland saga in the manga um okay i haven't seen it in the anime but i mean fade you started the anime yeah i did in fact i did saga? <laughs> um so me and miles a little background me and miles uh watched vinland saga i think last year um in preparation for um the new season that's going to be dropping um i think in 2023 early 2023 it's it's the prologue so it's not even like the official like start of the series but it's kind of just getting everybody ready for the upcoming season um coming out next year so what what are your thoughts fabe i know you just recently watched it yeah so i finished season one which was on netflix so if anybody's interested head over to netflix you know steal someone's subscription watch vinland saga i in short i recommend it I give it an 8.5. Um, yeah. I mean, I remember you guys being like, oh, yeah, Vinland Saga, top three, top three. The, just based off the season, I, I wouldn't give it top three. I still wouldn't give it top three because I've only watched one season. This isn't even the full story mm-hmm. for me. So Right. It's just a prologue. It, still early. Yeah. yeah. When Shiv told me this is a prologue, I was like, that's crazy because... I mean, like, I was so invested in these characters and their stories. So mm-hmm. I one one of my biggest complaints is that uh, one of the characters, Torfin, weak-ass character, bruh. Like, his character arc is is sad. Um, I just don't like him. Like, it, it was a fine character. Like, he's fine. He's well-written. But, like, he just, he, he just sucks as a main character. Like, he, he's very one-dimensional from what we've seen so far um but i like this is just like we we see how he's interacting with the world um based on his very (laughs) one-dimensional mindset at the moment like a lot of these niggas are like very complex yeah Uh, like from a story standpoint ask ask glad even um even thorkel like that big ass he 
for being just a nigga that wants to wants a really good fight he wants to understand what it's what it is to be a true warrior like it's so and uh asklad like speaking of him like i didn't think he was gonna be that much of a big character and one thing that i love about uh how the writing is in this in this anime is that it it really subverts your expectations a lot for who becomes important and who doesn't um and that i mean that's how like uh canute became such an important character like just out of nowhere and it didn't feel forced it felt like a real gradual thing that happened like where it was like yeah he's gonna grow into this person um yeah and ask ask lad like such a good character his his um his speech to Torfin at the last duel, that was the best speech ever. Him being That's like him about. being like, you know, you are still an adolescent at your mind. Like you can fight, you can do all these things, but when you start to fight me, like you don't know how to fight. Like you you let your emotions get too much uh in the way. And then he sat he sat like fucking clean some snow sat his ass down like an old head and was like let me tell you how to kill someone or take revenge you know and told his whole story and he was like yep killed my dad in his sleep at his weakest moment and i was like damn much respect this man this man is so calculated i like him great character well he's very he's, well written. He's a star. He's a star like, of the whole show. He's the reason why I, it's an eight point five. Can I? Yeah. What is y'all talking about, man? Y'all be Thorfinn, <laughs> Fuck that nigga. <laughs> fuck bitch. you, nigga. Nah. Okay. Look. Here's the thing. Thorfinn. <laughs> for, he, Thorfinn. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. So. When we look at like anime and we look at main characters, we're past the point of like having a main character and really focusing on a main cast. Okay? Yeah. You have to have multiple good characters. You have one main character. It's like like my hero. You know, if they made everything about Deku and then fuck everybody else, it'd be pretty boring. You know, they give everybody else their own storyline, their own time to shine, things like that. In in um Vinland saga, yeah, the main character is very one-dimensional, but that's the that's the whole problem with this world. You take someone like Thorkel, right? He's good because even though he's more like one-dimensional. He is also like the best representation of what a Viking is during this time. And Vikings were very much one dimensional. We fight, we fight. And our whole point is to live and to die fighting. And that's how we move into um, Valhalla. Like mm-hmm. die for the fight. When his, when his homies were like, yeah, bro, we don't think we should do this. I don't want to fight, let's go. And he said, fuck is he talking about? Don't want to fight. That's all we do. We're Vikings. Watch this. And then go and like pick up a tree. <laughs> And, and kill like 20 people and like that's what we live for so don't sit here and look at me and say you don't want to fight because that's all we know how to do that's all we're going to do and then you look at Thorfinn and his father who went through the whole thing he was like let's live a life where we don't have to fight and his son when he was a kid he was like fuck is you talking about I know you murdered niggas Come, you go, oh, you, it's real easy to say don't kill nobody after you killed everybody mm-hmm. like let, let me get a taste let me get a slice so I know what that feels like myself. And he was so eager to fight. 
as a little kid, even though his father didn't give him that. And then he watched his father go through all of it, and then you know what happens. And then he follows, um, uh, what's his name? Askeladd wow. around Askeladd. for years. I mean, like, like he started following Askeladd right after he did that with his dad for years. Whole setup, every time he challenged him, lost. And you see him get better as a fighter over time because that's all he cared about was fighting, 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 so he can kill. The entire series, we see him fight and fight and fight for only one reason. You know, that one-dimensional reason, right? You see him fight Thorkel. He fucked Thorkel up for a little last kid when Thorkel was like, what's your name, bro? Like, because during that time, people weren't writing shit down. All you had as a, as a Viking was your ability to fight. So when a nigga tell, like, asked you for your name, he's going to remember you. How many Vikings did, did Thorkel kill and not know who they were? the majority of them so they just died that was it but when he fought thorfinn he was like what's your name he planned on killing thorfinn and telling everybody about who he was and his experience with the fight which that would have immortalized thorfinn by by he his life would have been carried out through the stories that thorkel told even though he's one-dimensional he was still someone recognizable or that was recognized by thorkel who was one of the greatest of all time during that time Still fought after going all that broken legs, broken arms, still met up with Askeladd later. All that shit, so he can still fight, get better, and kill Askeladd just for the season to end how it did. And he was like, No, this isn't what's supposed to happen. And Askeladd was like, You fucking idiot. Didn't you learn anything since you've been with me? How much time have you wasted? And you right, used that- your entire life leading up to this moment for it to be not- for nothing. For look nothing. at you. Yeah. You look dumb. You should have been like your daddy. <laughs> like that was the whole thing. That's why it was that's they they made him one dimensional so they can point out the flaw of yeah. being one dimensional during that time. Askeladd was great because he wasn't one dimensional. He was more on the political side. You saw his whole backstory with just like his parents and who he was and what he was trying to do in the end. Even with um with the prince, that nigga was one dimensional. He was the same nigga the entire time until the end when he had that whole speech with the priest, and then he just flipped. So everybody had their own thing that they had to figure out. The adults were already doing what they were doing. They were already Vikings, living in the Viking lifestyle as Vikings, doing what Vikings do. Mm-hmm. And then you had the kids who, had the, who were pretty much the people who would be changing the status quo later down the line, mm-hmm. starting with Thorfinn. And starting with his dad and what he had set up for them before, you know, they had got invaded and everything. So yeah, he was one-dimensional, but I don't think he was a bad character at all. I think he was, like, the main protagonist, not to overcome anything crazy, but basically showing the difference. Like, he, he was the foil to his dad, really, because mm. his dad set up a life for him so he wouldn't have to fight. But he was so focused on fighting and fighting and fighting and wasted so many years of his life trying to be something that his dad told him that he didn't have to be. And Look at him. He was gone from his family for so long, lost so many people, killed so many people, just for him to be left empty-handed. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just, I'm not going to tolerate the, it was good. I'm going to give it a nine. 8.5, yeah, it was good. But I just, I just, I just don't appreciate this landing. Okay, okay. Right. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, like, it was good. Um, I just wish we knew more about what was going on in Thorfinn's head. 
um, because we didn't we didn't really get anything with that uh, with that regard. He and you know, dreams. like yeah, like we got that, but it's like it, it was mostly him just ruminating on the fact that he doesn't have a dad anymore. Um, with like Thorkel, with Asklad, we knew their ideals. We knew what they were searching for at the end of the day. It was just like the goal for Thorfinn was just so one-dimensional. Um, but he was also just like a product of that Viking mentality where niggas were just simply looking for um, like a good place to die or a good place to like go to Valhalla and everything like that. But then we finally see like Thors who really challenged what it means to be a warrior, what it means to be a Viking. And I, I, I'm like, we got to see like Thorkel kind of come to like, like basically he was just grappling with that idea in his head because he was like, Thors is the most powerful, like the strongest nigga I've ever known. But he also was looking like when he said like, what, what was he looking at or what did he see? Mm-hmm. Like he was, he, he couldn't understand what the fuck this nigga was talking about when it, when he was like, we don't have any enemies. This isn't what being a true warrior was. And nigga believed him. Like, you know, I, I just think like we, we just weren't getting much with regard to his, like Thorfinn's internal dialogue. I didn't know what the fuck was going on in this nigga's head other than the fact that this nigga was mad. Well, that's what it was. He was, he just wanted revenge. That was it. That was the only thing he really wanted. He didn't allow, he didn't really think critically about anything. He didn't really have any strong opinions about anything. He followed Askeladd around for years. The the nigga was damn near a second dad to him, the way he basically raised him. Mm-hmm. The like I, so every main character had like uh, had had an had an internal dialogue, an internal thing that they were kind of like working towards. Except for Thorkel. Thorkel was just a Viking. But again, he did a good job at signifying what Vikings were. So they needed someone to be like the Viking. But even Thorkel was struggling because like he, like his brother-in-law, fucking Thors, abandoned his, his like his his duties and he's like this is what we are. Like you you literally just like said I don't give a fuck about who we are as people. Mm-hmm. Um, and his this his entire life, this nigga's just trying to find a find that meaning that he thought he knew and that he thought he had. Oh, and yeah, you know what? He did have his internal deal too, because just like he respected um Thorfinn's dad. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Why would you leave? You were the greatest of that I've ever seen. You were the only person that could probably beat me. Why'd you stop? He could never really understand that. You know, so like, yeah, you're right. He even he even Thorkel had like his own thing. So the only main character that didn't have a real, um, like purpose or like a real concrete long term purpose in their life was Thorfinn. Yeah, and we see him kind of just take down this really narrow straight line path compared to everybody else who's figuring out personal things. We follow him go through like this really like narrow mindset. And it's not until the end with this speech with Askeladd, where we, along with Thorkel or Thorfinn, um, saw the the issue or saw the flaw in his mindset. Yeah. Yeah. But don't get me wrong. Like, I think they did a good job, like, from the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Thorfinn was a kid. 
Yeah. And so like there was there was a complete you you saw him going into fights with like a complete lack of self-preservation. He mm -hmm. was just running headstrong. He wouldn't think things through. And then you compare it to a man who's like seasoned in battle, seasoned in just strategy, just being like oh Asklad, a real street nigga. Wow. Like this man that like we got to see Thorfinn, a little ass kid combat with a real screet nigga every single chance every single step of the way and he was just outclassed completely Not. and so we we um I'm, I'm glad that we got to see like that interesting like i guess it's a dichotomy but it was it was just cool my favorite um, moment was when Ascalad Ascalad's men turned on him and this man had to hold his own against his own men like he was killing them chopping them down one by one but he had lost his cool at one moment. Like, he got mm -hmm. mad because someone hit him in the head. At that moment, this man cut that dude in half just off of sheer emotion. Like, he got pissed for one second. And then he was like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that. And, oh, my God, they were scared of him after. I I'd be scared. I'd leave after that point. If I, yeah, knew, this, I, if I knew a man could cut me in half, Nah, I'm done. Not fine no more. We cool. He's like, I'm I'm cool off it. I'm cool off it. I'm gonna go. Um uh, yeah. Yeah, that nigga is dead. Clean in half. I'm straight, bro. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know what Valhalla y'all niggas going to, but <laughs> nah, I'm good. Thing is, I've never swung a sword, but I know for a fact it's gotta be hard to swing a sword and cut, cut someone, someone in half with a helmet. Like, that's not easy. Niggas be struggling cutting through fucking wet tatami blankets. Like, bro, like, niggas, like, honestly, to see someone hold a, a broadsword with one hand and fight, you gotta be tired. Yeah. Like, the stamina bar only go down. <laughs> <laughs> it, it don't replenish. Oh, man. And, I mean, like, thinking about it, like, you know, guns are superior, right? But, mm -hmm. like, if a nigga pull up with a sword, like, they got reach. They, they, they already win against me. Like, I... Like they're they're going to be able to close a distance and like really fuck me up or even do it from far away. It's just like, bruh, oh man. No, I re I remember specifically a conversation we had playing Paragon and they and they released Sarah and then they had um they introduced the new card system with the attack speed and I'm like, yo, do y'all see how fast Sarah is swinging around this mace? Yeah. Do you know how heavy this mace gotta be for her yeah. to be swinging it around that fast? Like, that's heavy. Like, dudes were, like, and Vikings were, like, a lot more bold because they were kind of just raw-dogging it. They didn't have any equipment. It was just the sword. But imagine being, like, a warrior. Full gear. Full I armor. mean, like, chain like chain armor. 20 pounds. And then you have the shit on top of the shoulders. You got the knee pads, the elbow pads. You got the helmet. You walking around 20 pounds, 30 pounds of armor, and having to hold a whole-ass shield and sword. Man. Mm -hmm. Come on. I honestly, I think if I was like a warrior, I'd probably go with no shield and go like a two-handed like halibird or a spear, something long range. I'm like, if I could just keep the distance on them, like, because that's just too much shit to, uh, to hold. Yeah. You so, just thug it out? Yeah. Nah, I, I wouldn't be able to thug it out, man. Um, <laughs> they gonna I'm, dropping, I'm dropping all that gear. I'm dropping all that gear. I'm only carry the sword with me. Oh, um, word? 
Yeah. I'm like plus 20 mobility, but zero plus defense. 20. Yep. <laughs> zero defense. I'm a glass cannon, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I realized while I was watching Vinland Saga was like, you know, anime in general has this weird obsession with like white slash Anglo culture. And I can't think like Vinland Saga is a really good anime and it's a really good take on like a period of time with these certain people. But like, you know, I don't I can't think of an anime that focuses on like black culture or like just like um Yasuke. Yasuke Yasuke was supposed to, but it's ass. They fucked it up. Um Yeah, I'm well, mad. I'm you know what? forever mad at Yasuke. Like, so it it depends on the anime because I've seen a lot of anime where they treat Japan as the world. Yeah. Like they like when they talk about like places, they talk about Japan and only Japan. Like mm-hmm. Jujutsu Kaisen and like My Hero, they they like mention other countries mm-hmm. in the world. Even like and um even in Fire Force, they talk about other places in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it it primarily happens in Japan. But yeah. there are some anime where like it's only Japan. Yeah. Like it's that that japan is the world to them or in that in that uh that world so i I don't know i mean they there's definitely a lack of black representation in anime yeah i and like there's white culture all across the world so no matter where you go no matter where you see there's going to be some type of like reference to the anglo-saxon type of like yeah but you're not really getting anything else except for that and then wherever that story was created takes place but Japan is also um, holistically just obsessed with like American culture as well, yeah. or like Western American culture. So white white people, yeah, um, and less so about like African or African American shit. Um, it's all the same to them as far as like America. Yeah. Vision said, "Little Bill is a black anime." <laughs> Come on, man! <laughs> oh man, Little Bill, best anime. But um, yeah, that led me into like actual um animated black animated series, like um, like Static Shock or like The Boondocks, which is like the, from my knowledge, correct me if I'm wrong. Anybody in the chat, um, Boondocks is the only anime that primarily features a, a vast black cast um and i can't think of any other like anime just off the top of my head maybe there's some underground one shoot shoot the title but um it it is the one that holds that spot for now and i, I kind of want to see more um creators it don't have to be people from Japan. Afro Samurai, thank you. That's a that's another one too. Yes. Afro Samurai is yes. goaded. Yes. I don't think they consider them like anime because they're American based. Same thing with like uh I think the style. The, the style, the style itself. Yeah. Yes, the very style. Yeah. You know what? I think like Shonen Jump just announced like their very first um series with a, a black um protagonist. Mm. And it's like their first one. So just for Shonen Jump itself, as far as like the manga, like that, they just starting to have like, they just announced their first black protagonist. So, black you know, it looks like there's, they're starting to like kind of make progress towards that, that area. Mm-hmm. But yeah. still, it's, it's just the first because there's been a lack of it. Yeah. You know, um, one, 
one author that I know would probably do um, a black main, like a black protagonist justice um, as a shonen is um, the author of Soul Eater and Fire Yeah, Force. surprisingly, that, that they, does they do a really very good, good job. Of people. <laughs> yeah, like the definitely invited for a cookout. This nigga does a really, really good job making black characters from Soul Eater to fucking Ogun and Fire Force. Like, I, I've always like appreciated um, his art style, his respect to the craft, the respect to the culture. Like, this nigga Olgan has um, is Nigerian, and every one of his abilities is in reference to um, Nigerian mythology. His fucking um, like ultimate ability is literally in reference to like the Nigerian god of war. So like, this shit or it, it, it it's. I think he'll be the one to do it, or he'll be the best one to do it in my book. Mm-hmm. And even like in context of the worlds that they occupy, they made like they compared Ogun to the strongest, like to Captain Burns, which is like the strongest person pretty much in the series. So they're not just like making just random side black characters just to say that they did, but they're making them pretty significant. They're not the main character, mm-hmm. but they rival, you know pretty much the stronger people even the one guy in um jujitsu in in uh jujitsu jujitsu uh oh miguel yeah oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Miguel taking all them hits from fucking gojo, gojo. you know that's they insane. had him scrap with gojo that's crazy yeah. like they're, he they're making like black characters like solid characters they're not making them like the gimmick character you know like they're they're making these people really good I know they the people were, were not too happy with the black character that they had in Hunter Hunter. Um, mm. I know they were saying a couple oh, of things about like making yeah about like making her the maid, um, or like the help. And I don't think she really played much significance as far as like helping the cast or having any like any real significance to the story as a whole. So there's a difference on like how they, mm. you know, introduce like these black characters. So that might not have been the way to do it. But like some of these shows we've seen, you know, these characters do like really good and kind of go dumb. So there, there's potential there. It's doable. So it's just a matter of, of doing it and writing. Yeah. It. Yeah. I, I just like to see it more um, uh, because the Boondocks just holds that top spot for me besides like Afro Samurai as well. Like I think Boondocks, Aaron Magruder like killed it uh, just capturing like the culture and stuff like that. And a lot of critique on the culture too um it'd be nice to like see that uh those two styles fuse because you know honestly niggas were into dragon ball z and then as soon as boondocks came out it was like the two the two married each other into like the best of both worlds like niggas do love anime but you know niggas also like to watch like you know, funny shit too, uh, and that represent the culture around them. So it'd be dope to see more, more things like that. If they like made, um, a return for static shock or even a black Panther, like animated series, that'd be like huge steps forward for like, you know, animated yeah. black series on, on TV and stuff like that. I'd like to see like a black Panther and storm, Ooh, deal yeah like maybe expand on the the lore and everything like that because i remember um seeing like a tiktok where they're like nah black panther um like when when he met storm and he was like don't let these niggas call you a mutant bro 
you're not a mute. You're a god. Like you're different than these niggas. Stop playing around. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to see that. Like he was really uplifting the queen. You know. I would like to see a Marvel version of like Young Justice. You know, because mm. we would see like a lot of like a younger version or a younger cast of like a lot of the DC heroes. Mm-hmm. So if we can see like a younger, you know, just like more relatable, like uh, like Black Panther and like Storm, I think that'd be pretty cool. A little yeah. bit more of like a prequel to it, like a new gen Black Panther fucking around mm-hmm. with Spider Man <laughs> or Ma- Ma- yeah, Miles Morales. Yeah, Miles Morales, yeah. yeah. Um, yo, let's just get all the Black Marvel characters. <laughs> <laughs> Put them in one series. That's it. Hey, yo, Halle Berry, hit me up. No, we are we're not putting her back into this shit. Halle Berry, you can be Good. you can be Catwoman or no. Storm. See, that was not. <laughs> they yeah. should just call it Halle Berry in a cat suit. Halle Berry. I will always like. I remember talking to my mom about it. I'm like, mom, I know you fuck with uh with uh the Catwoman with Halle Berry. She said, yeah, that was my shit. I'm like. You know that I wasn't a real cat woman, right? She, I don't care. It's about Holly Berry. Holly <laughs> Berry. If you ask anybody about that movie, the 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 main selling point was Holly Berry. Oh, He's like, so <laughs> you talk about the cat woman, say, oh, the one with Holly Berry, right? It's yeah. not about Catwoman. Yeah. But I digress. I'm sorry. Holly Berry, hallelujah. Holly Berry, hallelujah. <laughs> That's how I end all my prayers. Thank you, Lord. Holly Berry, hallelujah. Uh but yeah, um, it'd be cool to see that, man. Just uh, see more representation out here. Um, also for other cultures, too. Because I feel like um, sometimes when I'm watching anime nowadays, I'm just like, damn, it's the same trope again. It's the same shit again. And then I'm like, I'd be interested to see like some new stories with different looking characters, different cultures behind them. Because I guess like once you kind of like see a lot of anime you pick up on like a lot of the japanese culture within it and you're just kind of like okay i like i get this part i get this part um but it'd be interesting to see those things with the the like imagine a demon slayer but yasuke like to that level like it would just be so nice to see something um i feel like these niggas need to challenge themselves more yeah It's, it's very easy like how many times have we seen like an anime where, where they're talking about like references to Buddhism? Like One Piece has it, Naruto has it, fucking uh, goddamn Bleach has that shit. Yeah. Like, it's it's easy because that's what they know, but maybe they need to educate themselves and like step out of that comfort zone. Yeah, for real. I'd like to see them step out of the comfort zone, really learn some new stuff. Um also putting on more black be- studios, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because about to mention that. Yeah, it'd be nice to see that because um, there are definitely a lot of black talented artists out here. Like we know for sure. Uh, well, like when I was looking for artists and stuff like that to um, do some art for us, like there are super talented people out there who love anime and get their influence from anime clearly, and they they do they fucking kill it like crazy good artists out there. Um, and that's just talent that's like raw talent that needs to be put out uh for the public to see so i i hope we elevate those people out there but um, um just to mention really quickly on like one of the worlds that we're talking about i i kind of enjoyed um what was that um full metal alchemist 
Mm. I feel like the world is a little bit more neutral. Right. I don't think it really like took place. It was like a more like a, a world kind of built from the bottom up. Yeah. So it seemed like a little bit more diverse. A lot of white people in it. But again, as we were talking about like, like the Anglo-Saxon yeah. representation. But there were some other people in there too. I saw a lot of people of color. We had the Ish, um, Ishvalans. Ishvalans, yeah. And the Shing. Mm-hmm. The Shing. Like, but they also gave them their their time, you know, like they, yeah. they really expanded on their cultures, their differences, like um and I feel like they respected them a lot as characters, like I mean probably less with the Shing, but like the prince with greed and brotherhood, like I feel like they, they did a lot for his character, um, where he bridged the gap for greed and actually made him care about humans and his allies as a homunculus. Mm-hmm. Um the Ishvalans, like they acknowledged the fact that there was a whole genocide and that the scars from that genocide are um affecting them to the the, the present timeline. Yeah. Um niggas were battling like moral dilemmas of like, do I do I fuck with my state? Um, even though it's a state section genocide, like all this shit. It was real. Like and I just I, like I feel like we uh, full Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood doesn't really get the recognition for that type of story. Yeah, it really doesn't. I I I totally forgot about that, and that's a really good example. They balance out the characters really nicely. Yeah. But they they also made their own world though. Yeah. It wasn't like Completely based in Japan, separate. yeah. And then they're trying to like bring people from other countries into, into it. Yeah. It wasn't it was... forced. Like they made their own story in their own world and And, they had full control over it and that's why soul eater and like that that uh that uh mangaka behind it like he's really good he builds worlds Mm -hmm. like fire force completely separate world like different rules soul eater completely different world different rules and like that's why we can see like more diverse Mm -hmm. characters and a more diverse cast Mm because you know not everybody's the same because like, even though uh fire force is like based in japan it, w- it was based after the cataly- um, cataclysm yeah. after 250 years so it gave them more room to basically they basically remade japan on their own terms and that's what we saw like some other people i know like um ogen different country um what's his name and they don't like mention he's from a different country but even like uh what's his name um the the one dude uh, juggernaut juggernaut yep juggernaut he was from overseas um for this family being farmers so they had a more diverse cast yeah. i think arthur was just white like he was just a white guy yeah. like yeah. there you know so there was uh, a lot of different people introduced and so yeah they were able to again like even though it was based in japan it wasn't modern day japan so yeah. they had more liberty as far as what they wanted to include and highlight which mm-hmm. again they do a good job at doing yeah yeah i mean more diversity in anime um it gives authors a challenge um it also gives everyone a chance to really feel included in the story that they're taking a part in and 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 the 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 culture that they're contributing to as far as like a genre you know when it comes to more representation in anime i think you have a better chance of getting it from american-made anime style shows compared to it coming out of japan yeah I'm just trying to see some bad bitches, man. Like... <laughs> oh man, probably gonna have to keep praying on that. Halle Berry, hallelujah. Uh, Halle Berry, hallelujah. Uh, 
Well, I think I think that pretty much wraps it up for us. We got no other topics on the list. Um, any closing thoughts before we do our signature? Uh, thank you for the birthday wishes, y'all. It means a lot, honestly. Um, had a little cry. Uh, yeah, that's my that's my closing statement. Appreciate y'all. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't got nothing much to say. I got to see what's new purple iPhone now. Oh, uh, look out for FML Tennis League. I think we're going to be uh, stepping into the competitive sporting um, realm. Uh, Rennie Williams, you know what I'm saying? So, Rennie. That's it for me. <laughs> Honestly, I'm done. I fuck with tennis. Yo, babe, y'all got any tennis courts out there in Texas? We do is probably melted. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll we'll figure out a a day where we can uh go to the park and stuff like that, play some. Um, but yeah, I, I don't got any, any closing statements. Um, and uh, I'll just remind y'all this goes up twenty four hours after uh or usually twenty four to forty eight hours this on a sunday night so it's not the usual time but yeah you can catch us on apple Podcasts, uh, spotify and anchor fm and then uh if you want to know when we go live and stuff that's tuesdays and thursdays uh at 7 30 p.m pacific standard time and uh you can follow our uh twitter account at fml underscore real to get those notifications when we go live um so make sure you guys check that out and new YouTube video tomorrow at, on our FMO Gaming YouTube channel. So make sure you guys check that out. Check out all the links. We appreciate you guys for coming through. Um, appreciate everyone for the... Uh, um, appreciate Gabby for the gifted stuff. Appreciate everyone for coming in, talking and stuff. Sam, Cardi, uh, Gabby, folks. all the folks, Vision. Um but yeah, we'll we'll see you on uh on Tuesday. So let's do our signature. And make it more interesting this time. Cause I'd be really trying with the photoshops. Yeah, I'd be really trying with the photoshops. Alright. Let's see. Focus. All right. Are we good? Yeah, we good. Uh, okay, well, Vision said, "I'm gonna save it for later." All right. Yeah, if we got smoke, thank you so much, Vision. Y'all be blessed. Yeah, you too, man. My whole nicotine company. Um, I just got one hint for the next Photoshop uh cover, uh September. That's it. That's all you get. Um. <laughs> but yeah y'all um uh yeah catch you on the flip side peace